0: Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Welcome to uh, another episode. Welcome to talking about automation and systemisation. Uh, here today with Sam Watson of, sorry, Sam Watson, I should say, of Watson Co. Based up north. Uh, for the people that are listening to this, they're not going to see your Forest calendar uh, in the background. Uh, congratulations on coming back to the Premier League. That must be, uh, you must feel quite good about that.
1: Yeah, it was good. I managed to get to quite a lot of the games last season, but I um, dropped a bit of a clangor. Um, and went and booked a family holiday at the end of May. So I, I did that in September when we were bottom of the league and, and rubbish. Didn't even think to look at when the playoff final was. So I booked a ten-day holiday right across the playoff final, so I went to all the games apart from Wembley. So I keep seeing all these little videos of people who were at Wembley and all the photos and saying it's the best day of their lives, and I'm I'm very very sore about that still.
0: <laughs> okay, in that case, so we'll, we'll leave we'll leave the football talk there, but congratulations nonetheless. Thank you. Uh, yeah, looking forward to finding out about systemization and automisation because that could mean a whole raft of things, different apps, different you know, ways of doing things. But before yeah. we dive into that, uh, for people that might not be familiar with yourself, uh, just give a little bit of a, a, a background about
1: yourself, Sam. Okay, so my name is Sam Watterson. I'm based in Leeds, originally from Nottingham, hence the Nottingham Forest Link. I've been working in property since about 2006, When I bought my first buy-to-let property, I set up kind of accidentally a letting agency in 2010, which I ran for six years before before sort of selling and starting again. Uh, And then in 2017, I set up Watson Co., the business that I run now. And our model has evolved over the years um, to offer sourcing, project management of refurbs, lettings and management. So we focus on buy-to-lets, HMOs, and we're now going into the service accommodation and social housing market as well. So I'm also a property investor myself, looking to build my own portfolio using the business as the the engine to, to deliver that. And most recently, I've started mentoring other property sources and coaching them on setting up the IT and the systems that I use just to make life that little bit easier and to help them attract more investors to give them more opportunities when they've got potential deals. That's, that's me.
0: Perfect. That's a lot of, uh, lot of different strings to the bow there. So there's a lot of automation, I think, that uh, we're going to deep dive into. First question, do you find that when people speak to you, you know, generally about a property, do you find that a lot of people do struggle with automating things or having systems in place? Do you find that's quite a common uh, challenge that investors have?
1: Yeah. I mean, the reason I set up the, the sort of mentorship program was I was doing masterminds with other investors and we were just sharing experiences and, you know, getting on zoom calls and helping each other out. And I, and I was like, Hey guys, have you thought about using a system like this to do this? Have you thought about using a system to do that? And I realized that a lot of people um, they never really scratched the surface of technology. So they might have a CRM system, but they don't have that linked up to anything that can automate text messages or emails. You know, people are always asking what's the best CRM system to use. Well, actually, the answer isn't X, Y, or Z. It's a tech stack, which will be the CRM system and lots of different applications all working in unison to, to do different things. Um, so, I don't necessarily think it's they struggle. It's more a case of you don't know what you don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and the idea is, if you've only got X amount of hours in the week to you know to to work, you make your money when you're selling. So, when you're face to face with investors, when you're on the phone, so when you're doing deals, that's when you make your money. So if you're spending all your time doing admin and paperwork and, you know, the grunt, you're taking time away from yourself to do the, um, the selling. And I think the classic example for that would be I've set up a link tree. So every time someone says, you know, for example, I'm on the phone to an investor and they'll go, have you got any examples? Well, in the olden days, I'd pull up an email. I'd say, really nice to talk to you. Here's some examples of past projects. And then I'd cut and paste photos or I'd link put links to this project, that project. So what I did was I just sat down one day, spent about two or three hours and created loads of folders and subfolders and put them in a link tree. So now if you go onto my link tree, it's you know it says past projects and you can click into the past projects and you can see about nine or ten. So then all I have to do now is just update them as the projects update. And I've automated my phone and my keyboard now so I don't have to cut and paste the link to my link tree. I just press LL space and it automatically populates it. So if I'm on a Zoom call like this to an investor and they go, send me some past projects, I can literally be sat there with my phone on WhatsApp and I just go, LL space, past projects, done. And not only does that take them to my past project, but it takes them to everything else in my link tree. So then they could get curious and go on a little a little explore and find some of the other stuff I do.
0: Fair enough. I got me a bit excited there because I've always wanted to sort of figure out how to especially on the email side and the WhatsApp side, how to make that more efficient. Um, for those that might not know what Linktree is, uh, can you just explain what what a Linktree is and what, it, what the purpose of it is?
1: Yeah, so Linktree is is, a, is the name of the software. So if you Google Linktree, it will come up and it is basically just a list of links that you you create. So the first link I've got is Watson Co-Agency um, and then that's linked to our website. So if you want to go to the website, you can go through it. One of them will be our investor registration form. So what I've done is I've cut and pasted the URLs in, and it's basically, it creates buttons. That's the best way of describing it. Mm -hmm. A collection of buttons, and each button does a different thing. Um, And so, you know, if you've got frequently asked questions, you can have them set up so people click on the button and it answers that question or takes them through to a certain place. So it's really, really a very simple way of putting all your information in one place, so when people ask you a question, you can just send them one link. And then if somebody asks me a question and it's not on the link and somebody else asks me the same question, I'll put it on the link tree and create a new link. So then, you know, as soon as, as, soon as I have to do something twice, I think, right, I've had to do that more than once. Now I need to automate it. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that I'm I'm hearing in the background is time efficiency, time efficiency, time efficiency, how how effective can you make your time? And I'm sure you know. I, I say you you and millions and millions of billions of people hopefully think in in the same way. So I like I like what you say there. When if you've had to do it more than once, you then your mindset is well, actually, well, how can I solve that challenge? Basically, rather than. Stop letting it drag you down like admin will do over over the course of time. So it's a mentality I like as well.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm a salesman. Okay. Businesses rely on making sales, building relationships and doing deals. But but every time you're in a sales conversation with someone, there's some form of follow up or there's some kind of summary. You know, you'll have a conversation like, right, can you send me a summary of the things you've said? So you automate the summary and you automate the things that they're going to ask for at the end of the call you know, testimonials, examples, all that sort of stuff. And you have it in one place. So when you get off the call, it's it's seconds rather than half an hour, 45 minutes compiling an email. And it's just about looking at, you know, you want to spend the majority of your time in the conversation, not following it up with the admin. Um, and it's looking at the, the process from start to finish. So then when the client says, right, I'm, I want to go ahead, have you got a quick and simple and easy way of sending them terms and conditions and a contract? that they can quickly sign rather than having to then, you know, rewrite all the terms yourself, send it to them to print off, fill in. And it's like you say, it's about being cute with your time and by being super efficient so that you can spend your time on the stuff that that generates the income. Again, fair enough. It it
0: makes makes perfect sense here. So there's always, it seems to me there's always a field, it's a field there's always things to improve on. Nothing will ever be quite perfect is always going to be something to progress to to the next stage yep. I'll, I'll refrain from asking uh you know stuff about um loads of different apps because you know, i'm sure the answer would be well it depends on the person the business etc but if yep. you had to reflect about the apps or processes that have made the biggest difference to you that aren't link tree for example what what other examples would you give that are, are quite common
1: it's definitely got to be the CRM system and being having a crm system that's customizable so that it does link with the other apps you know it's very important for my letting agency we use a system that's not open so it doesn't connect with anything and it has a very narrow field of things that it does and there's some things it does well but in terms of the business generation side of things and the contact management it's, it's hopeless so i've started using a more of a business crm that has an open api that has like a marketplace where you can connect lots of different apps you know and they actively go out and look for solution providers all over the world who can come up with things that they can bolt on so we've got that set up and then within that I'll have you know a piece of software that does sms mail outs mm-hmm. and so, so now if one of our clients sends us an sms to this specific number it's all recorded in the crm system so we record the conversation i've got that set up now for WhatsApps, for my number and little things like that so it's not necessarily um, you know, having loads of different tech, it's just making sure that's customizable. And things like Zapier, where you you can link two pieces of software together so that one will talk to the other and then you can set up if then uh, instructions. So if this happens, then do this. Um, and you kind of just, like you said earlier, you kind of start small with the fundamental brains of the operation, the CRM system, and then you can start layering in little bits of automation. And typically the automation is all pretty much the same When the client does this, send them an email that explains something. When the client does that, send them a text message. And I find when I register my investors for the sourcing business, rather than explain to people, right, this is what's going to happen next, this is what we're going to do, I have five emails, you know, thanks for registering, just to let you know this is what happens now. And then the next day they get another email. This is what happens next. And it's kind of like an induction. So it explains exactly what they can expect, what you're going to do. And it saves you having to repeat yourself, you know, with those those clients over and over again.
0: And on, on that, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind now, because I'm it's one of the things I'm familiar with, is, is something like MailChimp, for example, where you can set all that, you can set those emails up, for example. And, and again, uh, let's say the focus for people that are, listening to this is it's just all about trying to put, trying to perfect things but also trying to make things as time efficient as possible because as you've mentioned there sam you know, when you're really dealing with you know five or six seven different plus other things you know strings to your bow that could be I mean, unless you've got a very particular way of working i mean that could be quite challenging to keep on top of. One, but if you've got systems and processes in place then it certainly makes it more manageable that that's my understanding of
1: Basically, it comes down to scaling your business. So it's easy for somebody who works on their own to sit there and do everything. But if you want to start bringing on staff and training staff and creating consistency throughout your business, rather than taking the staff to one side and saying, when we register an investor, you need to tell them these things. Because what you're doing then is you're inviting them to use human nature to either forget, get it wrong, or or do it differently. But if you automate it so that you've written out the email... And then all the member of staff has to say is, you know, look out for a sequence of emails that will explain everything. Then that message is consistent then, regardless of which member of staff is having the conversation. So the idea is you build the automations in so you can scale the business because I don't like training people. I find training people really, really annoying. And I find that a lot of times people, when they train people, go, well, you must remember to do this. And if that happens, do that. And I don't agree with that. I think training should – you should have a system that pretty much does everything – And all your your member of staff has to do is the conversational parts. So speak to the client. Client wants to go ahead. Brilliant. Send them through a sequence rather than them having to go, right, what do I need to do? Rather than sitting there with a tick list of I've got to do that, I've got to do that, I've got to do that. You want a system that does everything. So then your staff member doesn't have things to remember, doesn't have things to forget, and doesn't have things that they can get wrong and need training on. They just need to remember how to put put the client through the system, and the system should do the, the heavy lifting.
0: Just for people, that uh, I should have asked this a couple of questions ago, just for people that might have no idea what a CRM system is, uh, let's, let's go to back to very basic, very novice level. What is a CRM system? And then could you give us some examples of available CRM systems that are out there?
1: Okay, so tip number one, if you don't know what a CRM system is and you've been waiting for me to tell you, why didn't you Google it? Okay, everything's on Google. Yeah, so remember, a CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management System, and it is basically a database, a a contact. So in the old days, it would have been a little black book with A, B, C, D, F, G. It's just your contacts. It's your contact database. But with that contact database, you can then start to do different things. So if you have online forms, for example, with different questions on, you can segregate your database depending on who's answered what question, and so, for example, if I use my sourcing business, um, one of the questions is what type of properties are you interested in? Buy to HMOs, etc. Anybody that clicks on the HMO tab goes into a list, HMO investors, as well as the main list. So, if we've got any HMOs, we can quickly do a search and it brings up all the people that specifically said they're interested in HMOs. So, it's just a, rather than you having to go, oh, who, who are my HMO investors again? You can just filter um, your, your database basically and give you the contacts that are most relevant, um, as well as those of other fancy features. So the database I use is HubSpot, which has a free version to get started with, and then you can pay for boltons. There are things like less annoying CRM that you can use. Podio is a popular one in the property, property world. Um, Salesforce to a certain extent, but that does need a lot of customization. Zoho, I think, is another one. Um, there's, there's hundreds out there. So you've got to kind of identify what you want to do and then try and find the solution that best fits your, your requirements.
0: And if you're a bit of a, a technophobe or a Luddite, uh, would you say that these things are, are workable or it's a mindset thing of actually you need to, you know, if you're looking to grow your business, et cetera, you know, you should at least have a very basic understanding of them, even if you're not going to perfect them. Uh, what, what would your stance be on, on those
1: questions? Being a technophobe is not an excuse, okay? If you're in business, you're in business because you want to make money. And fundamentally, every business needs to have a database of contacts and prospects. So if you're not going to be operating a CRM system or a database, you are going to be leaving money on the table. And do you know what? Your phone's a database. It's just not a very organized one. Having numbers of people to call, having things written down, those are all databases. A CRM system just puts that into an easily manageable place, which frees your time up. So... You know, if if you would do struggle with computers, I know HubSpot is very easy to use. You can start slowly, but just use them in the simplest forms: first name, surname, mobile number, email address. What type of contact are they? Keep it simple, and then at least then you've got the database, and you can maybe get more complicated as time goes or as you get more confident, or outsource it. You know, team up with a VA who'll manage your your um, CRM system for you. So all you have to do is take photos of business cards or send the emails and get them to do it um But it's definitely worth learning because you know it makes your life easier, and if your life's easier, you enjoy it more. And if you enjoy your job more, you'll make more money. So give it a go.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree, couldn't agree more. Uh, it's uh, again going back to the sort of the nooks and crannies. I'm taking away from this conversation is, oh, it's all about time, and it's all about the other thing which I've just completely forgotten what I was going to say. That is never convenient on a podcast recording to forget what you're <laughs> going to say. Uh, uh, mentality that's the one yes yeah, so it's all about having that, that that can-do attitude if you don't have the can-do attitude then y- your life's going to become quite challenging at the best of times so it's always good to push yourself basically
1: yeah and i think if, if you spend a few days figuring something out and creating a system that system will be with you forever mm-hmm. so it might send, save you 10-15 seconds on each task and it might take you a few hours to create but that those few hours you've spent creating the system will benefit you in the long run. And it's not just about your mindset and the time you save. But it's also about looking more professional and more efficient. If you systemize and automate things so you make less mistakes, your clients are going to get a better experience with you. So you're not going to be like the person fumbling around going, oh, have you sent me your passport? Oh, no, you haven't. I can't see if you've done that. I don't have any of that because it's on a form. Add passport. So if I need the passport, I just go to the form. Uh-huh. So if it's always in one place, so you don't have any of that Backwards and forwards, and like right. Have I got this? Have I got that? It's all in one place, and it's called the Source of Truth. So you can go to the Source of Truth, find the information you want, and you don't have to, you know, go backwards and forwards with people, and just make someone's lives easy, your clients' lives, your lives. You can get on with the fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I can say from experience of being a, a sourcing client for various companies um, from a customer service point of view, some have been easier than others, and again putting two and two together that will come down to the back office basically what what's going on with with processes because uh, sometimes people are they're seemingly running around like headless chickens and you know where there's a will there's a way
1: i think the common thing that i find is i'm too busy doing this i haven't got time to create a system and i'm like just t- take a deep breath if you create the system then you won't need to do the headless chicken stuff and then you can take a step back you know and you don't have to finish work at five o'clock. You don't have to work finish work at six. You can think, right, tonight, I'm just going to work late, just tonight, just to get this system created. So tomorrow, I'm less of a headless chicken, and I can concentrate on the important stuff, and then I'll create more another system. And then you'll get into this cycle, which I'm kind of in now where I've got a lot of time because I've got my staff who are using the systems I've created, and everything's kind of automated as much as possible, and then I can just drop in and oversee things to make sure we're on the right track. But my clients don't expect me to do everything. Um, and I've set up systems so I don't have to do a lot of the, the sort of head down, I can't speak now kind of stuff. And then you get more clarity because your head's up and you're aware and you're looking around and you're looking for opportunities rather than thinking, God, if I take an opportunity, that's just going to create more work.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm smiling, smiling like a Cheshire cat. Completely, completely agree with that. It's always worth taking time out. And and again, it's about how you're looking at things and that's a good way to look at it. Uh the same if I'm ever uh, out and about doing uh, energy performance certificates, for example. So, you know, I have all the lead sense of being all booked in. I'm not chasing around, I just go out and do the jobs, piece of cake, basically. Um, the only ever the only paperwork I ever need is if I get audited, which happens every once in a while. I mean, I've I've thought of many ways I could possibly automate that, but sadly I haven't quite got a solution to that yet but that I mean that that's few and far between uh, point being that again it's, it's how easy can I make my life and um, actually when you think about it if it's going to again free up that time then you can work say on your business rather than in your business because there's you know a massive difference there
1: yeah exactly like I tend to spend my time um either a little bit of time working with the staff on the stuff they're doing you know and then probably half of the time talking to people, whether it be clients or investors or stuff like this. And then the rest of it, I spend developing the business. So I've always got a list of, you know, things that I want to tick off, whether it be, you know, for example, a few weeks ago, I wanted to integrate WhatsApp into my um, Facebook marketing. Uh I went away and spent a few days doing that. And that's all set up now. So I've got a burner phone on my desk that's specific to me. And now I can run Facebook ads and the call to action can be WhatsApp me. And they WhatsApp. And it goes into my CRM system and onto that phone. So I can either deal with it on my computer or I can deal with it handheld. But that's a nice little um, workflow that I've set up for um, you know, online marketing. So now what I need is a Facebook ad that's going to trigger people to want to get in touch with me. And then the next step will be, right, this is flashing three times a day. I need a member of staff to do the sales calls and to close the business. And you're constantly sort of moving down the list of things and working on the next step, the next stage.
0: All sounds all sounds good to me, Sam. I'm, I'm taking uh, many mental notes during this conversation. Um, just for, because we get a, a variety of people that listen to this. Some people are going to be thinking about buying the first property. Some people might be, you know, similar to yourself. They're running all, all various forms of of businesses in the property sphere. I know, you touched on something like HubSpot, for example, and getting yourself started. If people listen to this that are getting started, is there any other advice you would give them apart from a CRM system, any other apps that people might find beneficial to use or any other general tips and bits of information that you think might be useful?
1: So starting out, fundamentally, you want some kind of document storage that's in the cloud. I use Dropbox, Google Drives, whatever. WhatsApp, get all your comms on WhatsApp. So in theory between your CRM system, your document management, and your phone, you've got a method of communicating with everyone and storing the information. You know, I love Dropbox, cutting cutting and pasting links all the time. You know, someone wants something, there's a link to a folder in, in you go. So if you're just starting out, I would say, you know, set up the basics first. It doesn't cost a fortune to, you know, to set up a document storage. A lot of these things are free and just get organized, you know, get your folders in order, and look at where you want to be and what what steps you can take. You know, you mentioned then about people who might just be looking to buy a house. So you can kind of automate that as well. You know, when we're looking to buy houses, we set up alerts. So you don't want to set up an alert to your email address. You're going to swamp your emails. So you set up a brand new email address, free, with Gmail, you know, alerts at Gmail, whatever. And then you set up your alerts, and all your alerts go to one folder, and then you can start to farm those. So if you wanted, you could then give access to a VA and ask them to scrape the data and put it all into a spreadsheet. And then you can sit there and analyse the data on a spreadsheet rather than sifting through Rightmove or Zoopla. So that's just one example of something that people can do um, if they're just starting out.
0: Perfect stuff. Uh, I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom there and I'm sure we could uh, talk for hours Now hours and hours as it's getting a, a great vibe from the conversation. Um, I mean, I've, I've nothing else to add this end apart from Dropbox is genius. I love using, I'm not the most technologically proficient of people in the world. I hold my hands up to that. But Dropbox, WhatsApp, uh, I, I like a good spreadsheet, Me, um, but it's stuff like MailChimp and whatnot have been a uh, lifesaver. Because again, once you set it up, it's very easy to to monitor and, and outsource. Yep,
1: yeah, definitely, 100%. And the good thing as well is, I've you know, we've got seven or eight different Macs in the office and I can walk to anyone else's computer and access the same information like I was on my own. So it's not like it's all stored on my computer. I, you know, it's set up so everyone's computers all look identical. And I just, I like that, you know, from a hot desking kind of point of view. It's pretty cool.
0: Well, um, what I would say on on that is I'm sure people are going to be listening to this and want to get in, in touch with you. Or want to find out more about yourself and, um, and Watson Co. So how do people get in touch with you, Sam?
1: Luckily, I've got quite a recognisable name. So it's Watterson W-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and the business is Watson Co. So I'm probably easy to find. Um, have a look at my link tree as well. I mentioned it at the start of the conversation. There's a lot of the stuff that I do in the link tree as well. And if there's anybody out there who's property sourcing and be interested in learning more about my um, sort of mastermind mentorship program, just reach out, send me a message on, on Facebook or wherever, and, you know, let's connect. I think fundamentally property is about connections so it's always good to meet you people
0: yeah absolutely sometimes it's not what you know it's who you know uh, the guanxi uh, methodology i am told uh, chinese style so no totally agree uh, as usual we'll put all those links in the show notes so people do go to the show notes and connect with sam uh, sam thank you very much for your time i've learned a lot today and uh, uh, all the best no
1: problem thank you for inviting me